Thank you, Pathway Church. It is great to be here. It's so fun to be here again. You guys are so blessed to have Pastor Marty and Pastor Mark. Every time I'm with them, it's incredible. Great, like the whole staff, everyone just so full of God, and it's so fun and refreshing to be around your team. So you guys are blessed. Glad to be here. My beautiful wife, Bridget's here. Bridget, and you can wave and say hi. Our three kids, Parker, Mitchell, and Bray, they're here. They were in children's service last service. Bray decided to stay. The two boys came back. I thought I might need to, like, check with the teacher there and say, like, did, were they okay? Because they're great at, like, saying certain things and make sure that everything was good. Uh, not long ago, we were at a play, and they had the, the break in the middle of the pr- play, and we all went and got like a bottle of Dr. Pepper or Coke or whatever. My dad got Diet Coke. Well, Mitchell had not seen Diet Coke and said, Papa, what is that? He said, Diet Coke. He goes, why? Like, why not get Dr. Pepper? He's like, because this helps Papa not get fat. And Mitchell looked him up and down at his belly and Papa, that's not working. <laughs> so who knows what just happened in the last class? I mean... Uh, I'm praying for them that they would be good. And now they have Bray, and she she's loaded just as well. So, uh, but so happy to be here. I also want to honor my grandpa. So, because of him, he's here today. There is a large lineage and ministry because of the way he served, and he lived here in Longview for 43 years. Not long ago, he moved to DFW with us. So the title of today's message is, You Can Have Your Cake and Eat It Too. You can. All of us with a sweet tooth can all say, Amen. (laughs) You can have your cake and eat it too. Now, I know the saying is that you cannot have your cake and eat it too. And like many sayings, I didn't know what was, why people started saying that, what was the root of it. And I looked it up, and basically all it means is that Once you have eaten your cake, you cannot continue to possess that cake. So then comes the saying, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. But I'm here to say, you can have your cake and eat it too. And what I mean by that is that you can, if you believe in Jesus, and you've made him Lord of your life, you can and you will experience heaven. But guess what? You can start eating of that today. You can start experiencing parts of heaven today in this world. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to start off with a story. So when Bridget and I got married over 13 years ago now, we moved into a little apartment and uh, any tiny house there is would make make the tiny house look like a mansion compared to this apartment. It's very, very small. Then we, but we were grateful for it. We just got married, and then we moved out of that apartment, and we were so grateful for the next apartment because it had more square footage. So we were so excited. So we move into this apartment. At that time, I was not in ministry. I was in business, and we had a trip in Ohio. So we went to Ohio for one week. Well, this was wintertime, and sometimes in winter in Texas, it can be like 75 degrees and beautiful, or it can be like a massive short snowstorm. Who knows? Well, this particular time, it was like snowmageddon. It was 
terrible snowstorm, and we went to Ohio. I thought we were going to enjoy the snow there and the cold weather, but no, it was actually warmer in Ohio than it was in Texas. This was the time that like the Dallas Cowboys stadium roof collapsed some because of all the ice on it, and so massive snowstorm. We were in this apartment before we left. We told Bridget's two younger sisters, hey, could you go by the house, pull it, like get the mail, check up on things, just make sure everything's good. They said, sure. I mean, they were like, yeah, that'd be fun. So we then go on this trip. We come back, go in. Everything looks just as we left it. Great. This is nice. Walk into the kitchen, and there is a wrapper of peanut butter crackers laying there on the floor. And Bridget picks it up, and I was like, your sisters are such slobs. They're, I mean, they are such slobs. So she picks it up, throws it away. The next day, we come home from work, and underneath the countertops is another package of peanut butter crackers. And I was like, how did we miss that? Man, look, your sisters are such slobs. And I throw it away, blaming her sisters. The next day... There is a third package of peanut butter crackers on the floor. And we were like, there's no way we missed this this time. So I'm doing like an analysis on it. I'm like, no, no, it looks like it might have been chewed open instead of torn open. And I'm looking at it. And I'm then like, okay, in the pantry, there's only one more package of peanut butter crackers. So we take that peanut butter crackers, we throw it away, we leave the one in the pantry. The next day we come home from work, it's gone. Somebody's stealing our peanut butter crackers. <laughs> we searched the entire apartment. What was still a small apartment, it took like eight minutes. But we searched the entire apartment. We don't find it anywhere, nothing. And so we're like, what? How could it just disappear? We, you do remember, right? There was one more. She was like, yeah, there was one more. Can't find it. That night, we're laying in bed. Like, we talked for a little bit, all of a sudden it started, like, all right, it's time to go to bed. And all of a sudden you hear this, and all of a sudden Bridget and I, we will set up in bed real fast, and we're doing these Navy SEAL signs. Like, <laughs> and she's motioned me to flip on the lights, and so I'm waiting. I flip on the lights, and it stops, no noise, and all of a sudden this giant rat goes directly out from under the bed, through the room, into the hall, and we see it running. Bridget starts, ah! So she's, ah! Now I see the rat, and I hear it. So I, ah! And then she's, ah! And we just kept one-upping each other. Ha, 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 ha! And we're just screaming at this rat, and all of a sudden she starts yelling, baked potato rat! Baked potato! Giant baked potato rat! Because this thing looked like a big Texas spud that was running like this as it galloped out of the room, and it's running full speed, like wrinkles and everything. Bye. So it takes off running. We're in like panic. And so I don't play baseball. I don't have a baseball bat to walk around the house or anything. So I got what I did have. It's a two by four, eight foot long. And I'm carrying around the apartment looking for this rat. Like I'm going to find this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Pole vault over it, something. So I'm, I'm carrying this giant two by four. We called my parents that night. It was like, we're coming over, please. Please let us come over. Like, we don't want to go back to sleep right now. We're not going to. Our adrenaline's rushing. Can we come over and spend the night? So they're like, sure. So we go to their house. We spend the night there. Next day, I go to Home Depot. I'm like, I've got invaders. Invaders. I need something. 
And they brought this little mouse trap, and I said, <laughs> that's cute. No, no. Uh, we, have, um, let me, we have Godzilla inside of our house. And so they like bring like this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what we need. So I set it up, and I bought three of them. Put cheese on all three of them. Next day, go over there, nothing. They didn't do it. And I was like, well, you're supposed to do cheese, right? But they, I know they like peanut butter crackers. So take off the cheese, put peanut butter on all of them. Go back the next day. All the peanut butter's gone. But no traps have gone off. And so I was like, okay, I must have messed up the sensitivity. I start playing with these things, and I figure it out. I set the sensitivity right, and then set it up with the peanut butter. Next day, I go back. I have caught three of the giant rats. And get this, all the peanut butter was still licked off. So once they got caught, all their buddies came and finished off the trap. And we're like, oh. So I had about two months left on the apartment. And I go to the front desk and I was like, listen, I'm not going to live here anymore. And I don't want to pay a fee. I don't want to do anything. She's like, listen, there's a contract. You have to like pay the fee. I said, I understand. And under normal situation, that makes sense. But before you answer, would you just go look at the, just, just go look at my apartment. They're still over there. Just go look. She came back and said, sir, I am so sorry. You can move out whenever you want and you don't have to pay anything else. <laughs> the tails on those three rats were over a foot long. Not the whole nose to tail. The tail was uh, over a foot long on all three of them. I took pictures of like, it was like a trophy or something like this. And I had the giant uh, like king size bottle of ketchup laying on its side because it was larger than a bottle of ketchup. And I was like, yeah, I wanted to just burn the whole place down and just start fresh. And so I was like, this is, this is really bad. So then, uh, from there, we go, and we're like, all right, we're going to move out. They just said we can move out. Oh, let me tell you, you thought that story was bad. It gets a little bit worse. So, I don't like crumbs in the house. I especially don't like crumbs in the bed. So, every night before we went to bed, I would go, Bridget, are you eating in the bed? There are, like, cracker crumbs all over the bed. Meaning, every day while we're at work, those giant rats... I'm just laying on my pillow, eating this giant peanut butter cracker, getting crumbs, and then I go lay my head right there every night. Yes. So then it was like, we're moving out of this place. This place, it went from like the greatest blessing, such an awesome, our favorite place to ever live, to this is the dump. Immediately. We're like, just burning. I don't want the furniture. I don't want anything. So we started packing things up, and I carried around the entire time a Red Ryder BB gun, like this, just in case. And then every time we didn't want to like take a rat with us in the box, so I would like open up the box and I'd check it, make sure we're good. I would like move things out of the closet like this, and I'm just checking. I was like, we don't, we don't want to take this home with us. I'm, I'm searching everything, making sure I don't take one of these rats with us. Now, that little Red Ryder BB gun, I don't even know. I mean, that rat probably would show up. Just like take it and come after me. Who knows? These things were massive. So why am I sharing that story? It's my burden today that 
there are times the enemy has moved in and we have that same mentality of, you know what, just burn it. You know what, I'm just, I'm going into deep hiding. I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm done with this place. I'm out. I don't want to be here. I don't desire this. This place went from a blessing to a curse overnight. I don't want to be here. And just because the enemy has stepped in, all of a sudden we could end up in a panic of, I want out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. And so point number one, the title of the message is, you can have your cake and eat it too. Point number one is, whose cake is it? Whose cake? We have to know whose name is on the title. So Psalms 24.1 says that the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, the world in all those that dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's. His name is on the title. It belongs to him. It is his. No, at no time did the enemy put his name on the title of the earth. It is the Lord's. Deuteronomy 10, 14 says, Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God. Also, the earth with all that is in it. You see, sometimes we can have a mentality like, you know, one day we won't have to put up with all this and we'll be in heaven. And guess what? Heaven is the great place that God owns, but God owns the earth too. Let's not give up on the earth because God owns the earth and he owns the heaven. He owns it all. It's all his. Psalms 95, verses three, uh, starting in three. For the Lord is the great God and the great king above all gods. In his hands are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it in his hands formed the dry land. All of it, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is, you are on possession. You are standing in the territory of the Lord. Whether you're in the ocean, whether you're in the heights, whether you're in the lowest parts, you are standing in the territory of the Lord in that moment. It's not just when we come into the house of the Lord that we're in the Lord's territory. No matter where you are in your business, no matter where you go, you will be standing in the house of the Lord. What I don't want is a bunch of us as believers and Christians to run away and hide and being timid because we've just experienced the enemy. We're in God's territory. When somebody comes over to our house, if our, our kids have their friends over to our house, guess what? Their kids have to play by our rules because they're in our house. Guess what? The world has to play by God's rules because it's his. He owns it all. And so we don't need to be running and hiding. We need to be like David up against Goliath and say, who is this that defies the armies of the Lord? This is God's territory. This is his land. Nothing can stop us because we have God behind us. We have his authority behind us. He desires for us to take the land. And so we can go and take the land just as the Israelites are stepping into the promised land. It's their land. This world is already God's land. He just needs his people to act like it. His people can step into his land with a different level of ownership, with a different level of power and authority because we know whose name is on the title. We know who it belongs to. And so the first point, whose cake? Second point, taste the cake. Taste the cake. So in Hebrews 6, 5 says, for those who were once enlightened 
have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. Now that phrase, the, uh, the powers of the age to come, age to come is not necessarily a phrase that we use a lot. So I just want to take a moment and describe that first before we get fully into this point. Age to come. So in the Bible, you hear multiple parts about the age. It's not like in normal, everyday language we use this. It's not like you would say, hey, James, would you sell me your truck? You'd be like, I'm not selling you my truck in this age or the age to come. You'd be like, that guy's weird. <laughs> it's not our language. So in, in, there is, uh, the Bible refers to before the ages, and that was before creation, before he created day and night in Adam and Eve before the ages. And then you have the ages, the, this current ages, the, um, this age is how it's often referred to, this age. And that is basically this time period here on this earth. And then you have the end of the ages, and that's the second coming. And then you have the ages to come. That's all of eternity. For us, that's eternity in heaven, is the ages to come. So you have before the ages, this age, which is now, the end of this age, second coming, and then the age to come, which is eternity in heaven. So let me give you a couple examples. You guys will know I'm not making this up. First, first Corinthians 2, verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages. So that was before. This is what God ordained before creation. For our glory, which none of the rulers of this age now knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Listen, they would have known before creation, they wouldn't be crucifying the Lord now. Matthew 12, 32. Anyone who speaks the word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven of him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age now or in the age to come. So it will not be forgiven. Matthew 13, 49. So it will be at the end of the age, the second coming, the angels will come forth, separate the wicked from the, among the just. Mark 10, 30. Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this age, now houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. That is the eternal life part. So now let's go back to that taste scripture in Hebrews 6, 5. It says, for those who were once enlightened have tasted, they've tasted it, <laughs> the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. And they ha and have tasted the good word of God in the powers of the age to come. So here they have tasted the powers of the age to come. What is tasted? Tasted is the real thing. It's just not all of the real thing. It is still the real thing. Here, when we are united with the Holy Spirit, we can taste the powers of the age to come from heaven. We can taste now. We can start experiencing elements of heaven now. We're not having to wait 
in one day experience heaven, but today we can start tasting the powers of the age to come right now. We can be experiencing that. It says um, that they will, they have tasted the heavenly gift. They've tasted it. They have tasted the powers of the age to come. So every year, Bridget, like whenever it starts getting cold, she makes chili. And to me, when I was growing up, chili was just wet meat. And she like has really brought it to life. Like there are beans in it. There's all kinds of things in it. And it's just such like this rich, delicious smell and the flavors. And it sits on the big pan like all day. When you go in, it smells amazing. And so what I do, I go by, I get a spoon and I taste it. Now, I haven't had the entire dish of chili, but what I did have was real. What God's telling us is, listen, you can taste right now the ages to come. Right now. There's not a waiting game. There's not a want to one day. And in the same way, I ran from those rats. Well, just because I experienced the enemy, I don't have to run from them because I know this is God's territory. I also know I can start experiencing heaven right now. I'm not waiting for that. I want you to picture it in this way. Imagine one of the old like scuba divers. I know they some scuba dive in this way now, but they have that hose that goes all the way up to the boat. Not the ones with the scuba tank, but the one that has that hose. And so they stay directly under the boat at all times. And then they have that long cord that's constantly giving them oxygen that big hose, that is what it's like when we are experiencing the age to come. Here we are on earth, staying directly under the boat, and we have this cord going all the way up to the age to come so that we can start experiencing it now. We're not waiting, and what we're experiencing is the breath of life from up in heaven right now. Now, others, they're sitting there holding their breath, and potentially some people can hold their breath their entire lifetime, but at the end, they're not going to experience heaven. And here we are, we're experiencing heaven now, and we're going to experience heaven to its fullest later. But right now, we get to experience the breath of life right now. And here we are with the only answer that the whole world needs, that we can go around with this regulator in our mouth, and as we see other people holding their breath, we say, hey, taste and see the goodness of God. Taste and see the age to come. We got lots of regulators to be handing out because everybody needs to be experiencing the taste of heaven right now. So it's a taste that we get to do. Point number one was whose cake. Point number two, taste the cake. And point number three, share the cake. Matthew 6, 9. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is Jesus teaching the disciples, teaching us how to pray. And this is what he tells us to pray. Now, when I read this, nowhere in this do I see Jesus say, listen, the enemy's in this world. Watch out. Hide in a bunker, and one day things will be better when you're in heaven. That's not what he says. That's not what he tells us to do. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus is telling us to pray today, that we need to start experiencing heaven today, but saying, Lord, 
on earth as it is in heaven. We need to be going around like that scuba diver taking pieces of heaven everywhere we are because it is his kingdom. It's his kingdom, and we are experiencing heaven today. And that is why he tells us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. This is not a foreign concept, this prayer. This uh, came from uh, an old Aramaic prayer that the uh, Jews would pray called a Kaddish. The word Kaddish is just the first word of the prayer, meaning may be made holy. And so this is something that they would, uh, the Jews would pray in an Aramaic prayer often. And part of the prayer said, may he establish his kingdom in your lifetime and during your days. Now Jesus is saying, listen, I have established my kingdom. Now I need you as the believers to really start believing that and praying on earth as it is in heaven. It's your job, our job, to be so power, like led and be a conduit for God to let him flow through you so that the Holy Spirit and the powers of the age to come can go through you and change the world. That's what we get to do. We get to be able to give pieces of of heaven everywhere, all the time, everywhere we go. So when I was a kid, I used to love... uh, Two places, Sam's and Costco. Why? Samples. <laughs> Samples are awesome. And I remember there would be like going to uh, Sam's or Costco and being a kid and be like, oh, I got to try the pizza rolls. Sorry. And but you know what? Uh, my dad probably wants one too. You know, my mom probably wants, my brother definitely wants one. And I'd try to load up on it and then just sit there and just down them all. And that's what I would do, is I would take all the samples. And so think about that now. What, they, what it was, was a taste of what I could have bought. That is what we get to do as believers. We get to be the sample givers of the kingdom of God. We get to be the sample givers of the age to come. And no matter where we are, no matter who we encounter, we're like, hey, you got to try this pizza roll. (laughs) Hey, you got to try this. We're saying, hey, you got to try this. This is the bread of life. Hey, you got to try this. This is the breath of life. Hey, you got to try this. This is so good. And what we're doing is we're giving out the age to come everywhere we go. And that way, that that is the thing that the world is most desperate for. And that is the thing that you have to give out. You can do it. It's for yours, you to give away. And shocker, we all have gifts. But do you know that your gifts aren't just for you to enjoy? Your gifts are so that others can enjoy it, so that you can give that gift to others. And God does bless us with gifts, so we, and we do enjoy it, but it's so that we can bless others. Well, guess what? God has given you a taste of heaven, but so that you can give it to others as well. That's what we get to do. In closing, there is a single mom in our church, and we have a vehicle donation program. And so she was, uh, didn't have a vehicle. She would walk her, she had five kids. She would walk her two younger kids to daycare every morning, come back, walk her three older kids to school, come back, hop on a bicycle, ride to work. Texas heat, rain, snow, whatever it was, that's what she did. That was her routine every day. And her job was telling her, listen, if you don't get reliable transportation, we have to let you go. She needed a lifeline. Well, Gateway was able, because of the whole church, 
giving up all their giftings, able to give her a vehicle. She then started progression. She became the store manager. She's now giving gifts to others. That is the church being the church. That's what we get to do. Maybe your gift is to pray for somebody. Maybe your gift is to give them a meal. Maybe your gift is to just embrace them, just to love on them. Whatever it is, you get to be an extension to heaven today. You're not waiting for it. You are that extension. Let me pray with you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you that you own the heavens and the earth and there is nothing outside of your ownership, Lord. It belongs to you and we get to walk in your authority and your power and your grace. Lord, thank you that heaven's not a destination, but it's an outcome of today. That we get to taste heaven and experience your goodness right now. And Lord, help us be bold and brave to share that with the whole world. Let Longview be a better place because of the people here at Pathway Church giving out the powers of the age to come. I pray your blessings and favor on every person here. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, go ahead and stand with me. Don't you appreciate Pastor James and Pastor Bridget for sharing with us this weekend? Um, as we close, if you'll bow your heads real quickly, we always want to make an opportunity for any that may be far from the Lord or maybe have never met him for the first time to respond. So just real quickly, if that's you, maybe through worship today or, or during Pastor James's message, you felt that the tugging of the Holy Spirit and usually what that kind of feels like is this place in your chest that um, is drawing and it's tugging at you. And you know that maybe, maybe you've been close to the Lord, but you're now far from Him or you've been struggling in your faith for, for any reason. And we've got a lot of reasons uh, from what we as a, a people have been dealing with in our world, especially this last few years. But whatever the reason, or maybe if you've never given your, your heart to Jesus before, we just want to make a moment here to give you an opportunity. And so if that is you and you just want me to pray for you, um, would you just lift your hand and let me do that in this moment? I'm going to give you just a moment to respond. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. If you lifted your hand or maybe if you didn't, but you know that you needed to, I want you to pray something like this with me. Jesus, I ask for your forgiveness for where I've fallen short, where I've messed up. And Lord, I ask you in this moment to, to take away the sin in my life, in my heart, to accept the sacrifice that you gave for me on that cross so many years ago to wash me clean, to wash me white as snow. And further help me take a stand this day to try every day to put you first place, to set aside all the things that I've relied on in my own strength and to allow you to be my strength. For you to be my Lord, 
my savior and my very best friend. And I pray you'd help this community of believers to rally around them, to love them, to mentor them, to disciple them, and whatever else may be required. And so prayer team, if you'll go ahead and come down at this time. For those of you that lifted your hand, there's going to be a lot of people coming down for prayer for, for a lot of different reasons. Prayer for health, financial situations, for, for lots of reasons. And so if you lifted your hand, I want you to come down and let one of these amazing people pray with you. These are the people that pray for me. So I know they're super safe, especially these two right here because they're my parents and they pray for me all the time. But I want to invite you to do that. And uh, as I pray, I just want um, you to take in today. Holy Spirit was speaking some very specific things to us as a, as a church family and certainly as just as people in the kingdom. And so I don't want us to miss the moment. And so if you'll just bow your head with me. Father, we just seal today through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, all that you have done today, we give you praise for and glory for, especially those two that raised their hands to receive you this morning. And I pray that they'd have the courage to take steps up front here in a moment to pray and to partner with us and let us partner with them on this journey that they're endeavoring to take. And we just ask the seeds that have been deposited today through the Holy Spirit, through the worship, through your word would take deep root and produce much fruit. We thank you, Father. We don't take these moments for granted and we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory for all of these things forever and ever. In Jesus' name and all of God's kids said, amen. Amen. Can you give Jesus one more praise for his goodness? I also want to thank you, Brother Morris, for coming today. It's been an honor to have you, sir. Appreciate you and your family's legacy. Amen. Well, hey, now's the time to come. So if you need prayer, go ahead and make your way forward. Otherwise, uh, consider yourselves dismissed. And you may beat some of the other churches to the restaurants if you take off now. So God bless you. Love you guys.